It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, my name, D. Hello everyone, welcome to the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill. You can follow me on all social media platforms, D-G-I-L-T-M, and you can listen to all of my other podcast episodes on your favorite podcast hosts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now today, it is opening week of baseball. A full slate of 162 games, not that little crappy broken up season that we had last year. This is the real, the real, and yes, I'm talking to you, Dodgers fans. Your your title didn't count last year. <laughs> this is the real full slate of games here. And what better way to celebrate opening week than my friends, baseball enthusiasts, and founders of the Pride groups on Facebook, Paul and Ray. Welcome back to the Game Day Tea. Hey, how's it going? Thank you, Darius. No Glad problem. to be here. Yes. Hey, thank thank you all for coming on the show. You know, I love talking baseball with you all because I learn something from you all every single time we talk, whether that's in the moderator groups or just uh, in our private little conversations. And so let's get right into it. Like I said, a full 162 games. What? How are we feeling about that? It seems like they have a plan this year. Um, the intention will be for 162, obviously, until if there's a breakout among a team, then they may have to address that. But I think from what I've seen, the backup plan is going back to double headers. So, you know, I think they'll really try to push hard to get to 162 in this year. What do you think, Paul? So, uh, yeah, I think that we'll get as close to that as possible. I also, you know... Um, was in the minority of the people who felt about the 2020 season. I felt that whether it was going to be 60, 100, 120, or 162, it was legitimate. Um, so, <laughs> so while I, I totally right, get the ribbing of the Dodgers, <laughs> I think no matter what the set amount is, as long as it is consistent, we, we have a consistency and it, it, therefore it makes it legitimate. I'm not into this whole asterisk thing. Um, That's true. And, I, and, I, and I'll be honest, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't for it when people said it should be put there for the Astros championship. And I'm not a fan of it with people saying, you know, the difference between bonds and 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 everything else. So, you know, I like to see what happens on the field happens on the field. And those are the records. Um, as long as there's a consistent playing field in any one season, which I think Major League Baseball is going to try to do as best as it can in 2021. So whether it's 162, 154, or if you know we play something less than that, I think we're going to have a, a fantastic 2021 season. I agree. And if I'm being really honest here, if the Braves would would have not blown another Atlanta sports lead, I wouldn't have had no complaints. So and when they went to the World Series and would have won, so I wouldn't have complaints. So I can't really beat the Dodgers up too much, but I will. Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, you can. Hey, hey, now, you know, it's, it's funny. I have to laugh about the Dodgers. We'll just talk about it a second here. I mean, I'm a total Giants homework fan when it comes to that. So in full disclosure, um, I said to anybody that if the team, any team won, it would be a full thing and the Dodgers not. But, you know, yeah, okay. Everybody played by the same rule. And yes, technically there's no asterisk. But what kills me, which is hilarious, 
is to see their fans online think that they've won 10 World Series in a row. And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> really? First of all, you got the Padres that if they'd had their first two lead, their first one and two pitcher up, you may not have made it past them because the Padres outplayed the Dodgers through regular season and they were down 3-1 to the Braves. So you weren't the best thing since sliced bread. I'll give you your props, but new season next. Well, you know, I will, I will say this though. So uh, the, the moderators and admins of the, of the pride groups um, and the LGBT sports pages, you know, did pick overwhelmingly the uh, Braves to win the NL East this year. Uh, 70, almost 77% chose the, the Braves. Um, as a Mets fan, didn't exactly make me uh, smiling, uh, but, uh, you know, there are other places that are saying the Mets will, will take the NL East. I think it's going to be a tremendously close in the NL East this year. Well, let's talk about that, Paul, because according to Baseball Prospectus, P-E-C-O-T-A, projections for 2021, uh, they have the Mets winning the National League East, and they have my Atlanta Braves, get this, fourth in the division with a 5% chance to win. And we just almost, we were one game away from the World Series. Yeah. How? So, I mean, just, <laughs> just yeah. So baseball prospectus, uh, you know, traditionally has been very harsh to the Braves. Um, and, I, and I don't think 2021 has uh, proven them to be anything else. I, I think that their predictions are way off. Um, I think MLB has a prediction. I think it was of the Mets winning around 90 two games 91.6 i think it was uh, i think they're going to be under that i don't think that it's much under that um but i do believe that you know whoever doesn't win the nl east whether it's the braves or the the mets they'll be in one of the wild card spots uh, i believe the other wild card spot is going to be uh coming out of the west most likely um but uh which it's probably will be san diego is my guess san diego my guess is the number one wild card spot in the national league this year mm-hmm. um but uh i do think that uh we we can't sleep on the nationals uh yep. in the nl nl east um i think that the marlins were kind of a no pun intended fluke um in 2020 making the playoffs i think that because of everything that did happen in that one season um and the phillies are up and coming don't get me wrong but the palsy got hurt their protect uh, projected center fielder this year that's going to put them behind the eight ball and i don't think they've really addressed their bullpen to the point where they need to but i will also say any team run by joe girardi uh has the potential to be in it um but i still think the nl east is going to come down to the braves and the mets and the rest of the baseball perspective uh, projections for 2021 are the AL East, the Yankees, AL Central Twins, AL West Astros, National League East Mets, National League Central, the, uh... oh, Lord. I think it was the Cubs, wasn't it? I, I, I think so. National League West is the Dodgers. What do you think about anything sticks out to you on that list, Ray? Well, you know, it's interesting because Pakoda, while it's, as Paul mentioned, is not kind to the Braves, they're not kind to the Giants either. Um, they had Giants, I think, at 75 wins this year, which is, they were one game last year out of uh, playing 500 ball. Um, I think the team has gotten better this year. Um, granted, uh, we do play 
the Dodgers and the Padres 19 times, if we also play the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Um, the Giants, Hilly seems to be, in the last couple of years, it seemed to be the Padres, not the Dodgers. And for some reason, for the last few years, the Giants and the Dodgers, if you go back and look at the head-to-head series, they're always very close. Last year with the 10, 10 games, Dodgers won six, Giants won four. Um, the year before that, I think it was even. So, but the Padres blew the Giants out last year and the Padres beat the Dodgers. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Um, they don't, the Padres don't have Clevenger back. Uh, we don't know enough about Lynette yet. If he's coming back yet, but they do have Darvish and they do have a few others. Um, what's his name? Paul from, from Florida. Didn't they get oh, Blake Snell? They picked up Blake Snell from the yeah, yeah, but you know, it's interesting. He had that Cy Young year and then he's been kind of weird since, so who knows? Um, one thing I I saw that I thought was interesting was they had the Angels winning the AL West, which they don't have any pitching, so I don't know how that happens. And they had the Oakland down, um. Texas at the bottom. I don't think anybody's really, unfortunately, counting on Texas. Uh, and, and, you know, Houston, I think there's there's some people in Houston that they can definitely make a run for it. I mean, you know, they've got some good, they've got Frankie, and they've got some other good people there. Uh, but the ones that shocked me the most were having the Angels as number one. I I, I just don't see that. I don't know. Do you, you guys? Darius, do you want to comment or should, no, should go I? Go ahead, Paul. So, so yeah, so I think the uh, the Western divisions in both leagues are are quite uh, interesting. Um, I totally agree that the Angels are not going to win the uh, the AL West. Um, in fact, uh, the the admins and mods in our preseason uh, predictions picked the Angels, but not by a whole heck of a lot more than yeah. the Astros. I don't think the Astros are going to win that division. I think they had. Uh, too many uh, losses, Springer being one of them. I do think, though, that signing Jake Odorizzi was a great pickup for them. He'll oh. be there for at least the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do believe that the um, the A's are still the uh, head of the class in the AL West. Over in the NL West, though, um, just because you guys touched on it before, I want to say that the Giants are actually, in my opinion, closer to the Padres and the Dodgers than they are the Rockies and Diamondbacks, which I think, um, again, baseball perspective is off. 75 is going to be low. I think Mm -hmm. if things start going poorly for the Giants in terms of injuries, you'll see it around the 75. I think they'll actually be over 500 for the year um, Mm -hmm. because the the Dodgers and and the Giants are not going, uh, the Dodgers and the Padres are not going to sweep the the Giants, obviously. But I do believe the Giants have the ability to win a majority of their games versus the Rockies. Well, everyone probably will be able to beat the Rockies this year Um, and the Diamondbacks. (laughs) Um, The Giants? Oh, go ahead. No, no. So I think that, you know, I think I think of any division, I think the NL West, while it's very strong, mm-hmm. I think you can easily go one through five and say what the standings will be at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to be Dodgers, Padres, Giants, D-backs, and then um, 
the Rockies. And I think there will be a significant uh, three through five. I think there'll be a significant gap in the amount of wins. Um, So I think, you know, Giants uh, will be third, but the Padres and the Dodgers, while I'm picking the Dodgers, could easily uh, flip. We have to take a quick little break, but don't you go anywhere. We'll be pitching right into this episode when we get back. Welcome back to the Game Day T. I'm your host, D. Gill, and I'm talking to Paul and Ray on all things baseball for the 2021 season. Well, it sounds like you all have a lot of these teams to be much improved in 2021. And a part of improving your team in the offseason is free agency. And so I am curious to know, uh, to keep this kind of short, two of your biggest free agent free, free agency moves, and I'll start with mine, uh, Bauer going to the Dodgers is the rich Ugh. getting richer, um, and the Atlanta Braves signing Marcelo Zunia back. Um, the DH, we were still don't know about that, but that, either way is really good for our team and the camaraderie for the Atlanta Braves. And I love the signing. So, uh, what are you all's big two brick free agency moves? Well, Go ahead, Gi- okay. I just say the Giants basically they brought in some um, some one year deal pitchers. They brought in um, La Stella uh, to be lead off, who which I think is an excellent thing. He is. Since he left the Cubs and went to the Angels, I think he's kind of found his own. Um, I think he's going to be a good leadoff guy for the club. Um, there's talk of, of putting Yastrzemski um, as number two. Um, I kind of like Yastrzemski down a little bit more in the batting lineup, but, you know, I don't have the cards. So, um, <laughs> the Giants brought in just uh, Safani. They brought in um, Aaron Sanchez. Uh, they brought in Alex Wood, which ought to be interesting. Um, I miss Alex Wood. He he should have yeah. stayed a Brave, by the way. So and we brought in Jake McGee, uh, you know, and we brought in a few other people. Uh, you were touching on payroll earlier. The Giants have, have you know technically right now one sixty committed. Next year they're supposed to have technically sixty committed. All our, our front rotation, our starting rotation is basically on one-year deals or their term ends. Cueto, this is Cueto's last year. Um, Gosman, I think, is only on a one-year deal. Stefani uh, is a one-year deal. So um, Wood, I don't recall at the top of my head if he's a one- or two-year deal. Uh, so basically, you like all the Giants moves. I do. I do. I'm, I also understand um, it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing, the dynamic that the Giants are in because of coming off the championship decade that they had. And they had, what was it, seven years of straight sellouts. They sent the National League record for straight home sellouts. Um, and ownership, which is one of 30 owners, um, the Giants, the Giant fan base is a sophisticated fan base and the fact that they're not going to come out and watch, spend the money and watch AAA ball. They can drive to Sacramento and watch that. So the front office is definitely going to have to put a product on the field to, um, to get the fans in the, in the seats. Right. Um, it is no secret that the Giants is probably one of the most expensive places to go watch a game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do as far as they're not going to be able to do like what the Rockies are doing 
Um, that won't fly. Uh, but I think right now Farhan has done a great job. Um, he's kicked up the farm system from one of the lowest to one of the top. And this is going to be his third year. Mm -hmm. um, some organizations have us in the top 10. I think out of all of them, I think the lowest of Giants is number 13 out of all the different rankings. Uh, so, uh, and the Giants are ahead of the Dodgers in every one of the farm systems. Wow. So that's an interesting twist. Yeah. Uh, the, the Dodgers have had a lot of people graduate onto the major league and, and you know, the Giants have been rebuilding. Farhan did a deal last year to eating um, Zach Cozart deal to get Will, uh, Will Smith, Will Wilson, and uh, basically paid $20 million for that, which was the Angels number one signing in 2019. So I'm looking for Farhan to kind of fortify the, uh, fortify, fortify, fortify the uh, farm system. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very pleased with what right. I'm saying. Yeah. So, Paul, what do you think? So, um, so first off, just uh, Alex Wood signed a one-year $3 million with a $3 million potential incentives for the, with the Giants. So he has a one-year contract there. Okay. Um, but in terms of uh, signings, in, the, uh, uh, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I think over in the National League, there's two that sign out to me, uh, jump out to me that are going to be big impacts on their team. One in a very big way. I think Kyle Schwaber signing with the Nationals will help tremendously make the Nationals compete in that NL East. Schwaber, who has not really been given uh, a lot of it because of injury, but given full-time duties uh, while with the Cubs, will get that opportunity with the Nationals. I think he has a potential to become a huge part of that team and make the summer uh, in D.C. very interesting, especially to the Braves and the Mets. Uh, mm -hmm. Over in San Diego, a team that really has a abundance of riches, um, yes. Hai Sung Kim, who comes over uh, from far uh, from uh, uh, Korea, mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, is going to uh, be a huge huge part of uh the thing that they got going on in slam diego um they I opened the wallet this this they, they certainly sure. did but the team to me that i am overall most impressed with their um signings um and some trades this year is the kansas city royals and though that is my sleeper team this year that if a team were to come out of nowhere i think this year to really contend don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Royals are going to win the Central. I mm -hmm. think they are going to be a lot tougher and a lot more difficult than um, than people think. Uh, the signing, though, that I really, really liked uh, was they signed Carlos Santana from the Indians to a two-year deal. Santana last year had a terrible year. He uh, did not uh, bat well. He, uh, he batted 199 only, Ooh. but he did lead the American League in walks. Um, and he had an on-base percentage of about 400, um, which wasn't great, but leading the league in walks. I think putting him in Kansas City, surrounded by some uh, of these players, Andrew Benatendi Michael, uh, from the Red Sox, Michael A. Taylor, who they picked up from the Nationals, uh, is going to help him because he's not going to be carrying the team necessarily as much mm -hmm. as that he was expected to in Cleveland. So I see really good things from that signing, um, as well as in Kansas City. Um, well, you know, Kansas City also has Boone Merrifield, who is, isn't he the number one base stealer in the AL right now? I'm sorry, who is that? Whit Merrifield. Merrifield uh, is up there, uh, yes. And he also, uh, you know, he's a great big off guy. As well. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all these all these players and all these moves sound good in, in in theory, but I want the fans to be able to enjoy watching their favorite teams play in person. However, it's it sounds like it's going to be a hit or miss. Base MLB hasn't come out and said this is going to be the standard for every single ballpark. Um, it's kind of a, a cluster F, if you will, guys. Um, some uh, states are leaving it up to the team. Some states have to follow the government's, uh, the governor's orders. It's really, really different from team to team. Uh, I think I was reading that uh, Washington got denied their limited capacity request. Uh, the Yankees, I think they got what fifty five hundred. Uh, I think the most I've seen is St. Louis forty five, um fourteen thousand five hundred. Uh, however, Texas governor said open up everything. F it, we don't care. <laughs> open up everything. So will they allow every uh, a oh, full capacity? Man. We don't know. So it's going to be really interesting watching this season to see what happens with the fan attendance, and I would think that will probably be one of the most storylines to watch this upcoming season. I think you'll have a group of people, depending on what camp you're in, who don't get, who throw caution in the wind and they don't care how those go. I think those tend to be more in, you know, the South. Those tend to be more those areas than, like, say, California or New York. Um, California, uh, Houston has said that they, you know, they do have a plan for to open, but they for the Giants and none of the California teams yeah. have said what capacity they're going to have. Just the fact that they are working for something. And it um, sounds like it's going to be towards tiers too, Ray, as far as the, what the governor Newsom is, is saying. So San right. Diego, Oakland A's, um, the San Diego Dodgers, Giants. Angels. So it, it's going to be really interesting, and even some teams, Paul negative COVID tests within 72 hours. How do you feel about yep. that? So um, so this is the way I look at this. Um, and, and, and I have plans already in order. Um, I actually have tickets to be at a game in Texas at the end of this month. Okay. Um, and I might not go. If there is a full uh, stadium, I, mm -hmm. I might not go. Um, I'm just, but that's just my comfort level. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it really does go to the comfort level. Um, I don't know um, if I think there needs to be a, like, a negative COVID test, um, but I know here in New York that they're rolling out something called the Empire Passport, where you'll be able to show that you've been mm -hmm. vaccinated, um, which helps. I, I really do, though, believe, and this is political, I do believe in certain things uh, belong to the state, and this is a state's rights thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's going to be the states and the local jurisdiction. But here's the way I look at it in terms of baseball. Yeah, it kind of stinks for some teams uh, and their fan base, but there's going to be more people in the stands this year, no matter what your team, well, maybe not the Nationals in the beginning, than there were last year. <laughs> and it's a growth, um, and it's going to be uh, an improvement. Um, I think that if we look at the world that we're in, mm -hmm. I think we're seeing gradual growth. But I also think we've seen where we rushed to do things and we've had a whole setbacks. 
uh, the holidays this last year was a great example. We were seeing reductions. People decided to go for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we saw a big uh, swelling of COVID uh, positivity rates. Yeah. I don't want Major League Baseball or even Minor League Baseball to be uh, a factor in a community to do that. It's so I think crap. that right. whatever uh, teams come up with and teams feel comfortable with, um, I think we just have to respect it. I think that it has to be part of the process and mm -hmm. part of becoming uh, the new normal. I don't think we're ever going to go back to what we were before. I don't think 50,000 people jumping on top of each other is a smart thing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that if everyone was wearing masks and everyone, and I, this is not about mask debate, but everyone was doing it and there was no concerns, mm -hmm. maybe it's a different story, but it's not the case. It's not the way we're, the world we're living in. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, anybody who runs an organization that is in the public sphere, which Major League Baseball is, you have to take the greater good and the public health into consideration. So if it's 7,500 people in the stands and you're community based on different factors feels that's great if it's 1400 if it's 500 if it's 10 i think we still have to all remember it's better than we had in 2020 and um, i was going to say i went to um the nlcs last year so i actually went to the game okay um and i was in uh, in texas in their new globe life is it parker field which is the new one field Anyway, they did pods, and it was very organized. Um, people walked around, and monitors walked around. They, you know, we had to wear masks when we were in our seats. There was, it was, there were weren't any problems walking to the restroom. Everybody was wearing a mask. Um, there was, I didn't see any issues at all. And I even went to the football game, the Dallas Cowboys, the day before. And same situation there. So there is a there is something to fall back on. If they've already done this, so if they if they make the pods smaller, which last year baseballs was four, they narrow them down to two. Um, then you know, but they have they have a successful something to fall back on. It was successful in Texas. Well, here's my little mini rant incoming. Okay, so the Texas the he declared the mass mandate over so now that game that you went to last year at the dallas cowboy stadium in and in, in the texas game in the uh where'd you go to ray i went to global i went to see the dallas cowboys play at at and stadium which is next door to yeah. global high field um but go ahead I, no, I no, ask. okay but so now the mass mandate is no more so everybody and their mama can walk in the stadium without a mask. And it's, I wonder, is it still a private business? Can they still say? I bet you anything that MLB can mandate the masks. Okay. Well, that's it's, good. You're right. I mean, you know, you know how the sign goes, no, sh no shoes, no shirt, no service. No mask. It may be a situation about the masks. Because yeah, I, I, I worked out of the, um, I worked out of, the, for the Atlanta Braves, and I just feel for the greeters who, if there was no mask mandate, that they have to see every single person that walks into that ballpark, and so that that that, that they are at risk the most. I think. I mean, so it's just that that's just scary. So, guys, we got ten minutes left of this of this podcast, and I do quickly want to talk about our groups. 
Okay, okay. so we had a little name change. Uh, Paul, you want to wrap that up in like 30 seconds for us, uh, how that came to, to be? Yeah, so um, I, so this time last year, me and Ray were putting the groups together. We were out at the Cactus League in spring training in Arizona, and we created the groups. And uh, so we're celebrating our anniversary this year. And um, our groups are always titled LGBT, and some of the groups we then started in the queue. And we realized as, more as we were putting more letters on, um, while we were intending to be inclusive, we still were then leaving people out. So we said, Hey, Pride is a celebration um, in most places uh, for the LGBT community. So why not rename our groups to Braves Pride or Mets Pride or stuff like that uh, for the groups that are under our control? And uh, you know, and we we then subtitle it as the LGBTQ plus fan group of wherever. Um, but just the whole purpose was to be as inclusive as possible. And so if you want, if you are interested in joining those groups, how can people do that? So the easiest thing to do is whatever your favorite baseball team's name is, just search that and pride um, and you'll find it. Or you can search LGBTQ sports fans groups uh, on uh, Facebook. And then that's our main page where all the other stuff is linked off of that. Um, that we did not change because it that, is more you know descriptive to all the other groups because as you know but your uh, your listeners might not know we have groups uh for pretty much all the major sports as general groups very little individual groups um the individual team groups are mostly uh in baseball but we do have a lot of the la teams uh or the california teams as individual groups and and ray we're getting instagram accounts is that in the works right correct we have um well right now there's an instagram account for the giants uh gay underscore sand underscore frisco underscore giants underscore fans um i we had paul and i were talking about if we're going to issue them for other teams or not um what's your thoughts on that paul or something we can take well we do have the one baseball one which is just a generalized baseball one it's lgbtq Mm -hmm. baseball um which was created before the name change, but we're going to just leave it as LGBTQ baseball on Instagram. Um, but that, that is available. Um, I think that, you know, it's something that we uh, can discuss. We're always in looking for good moderator help on all of our groups. Mm-hmm. So I think if we find moderators who can assist and help in some of these groups, um, we'd be all for it. Um, and then maybe we could start adding more things to it. Um, but uh, me and Ray, um, do a majority of the groups uh, by ourselves. Um, you know, there is about uh, 11 groups that have moderators, but you know, that still leaves about another 20 groups or so. Uh, That's just in baseball. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, if you're listening right now, you're a baseball fan, or you may know somebody that's a huge baseball fan, they're a part of the Or any of the main yeah. sports. We have the sports pages, too. Basketball and football. Come on, come on and join. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this. If you're listening right now, join the baseball group. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a huge baseball fan or you just watch it air, just the playoffs when it comes on, join the groups. We're, we're great communities there. Uh, we joke and uh, talk about real baseball too. And, but we also talk about funny stuff. Uh, hashtag called. You will learn what that is as soon as you get in the group. I'm pretty sure. Uh, there, It's an awesome place to share your love 
for your sport not even just baseball like you said we have other different groups but it's just i i feel like it's a safe place to i can say what i want i I'm respectfully now don't come in our groups and, and get all out of hand because you will get deported <laughs> from the groups but just it's it's an awesome thing and i'm so glad you all are doing this for our community and it's a it's an awesome thing uh, our groups are basically we have everything from stat ner- for stat nerds, which Paul and I are, uh, to people to, isn't that player good looking? And everything in between. Uh, rivalries, uh, we, we you know, talk up, uh, we do a mixture of things because we like everybody to participate. Um, to Paul's points, uh, moderators are really our key that have made us successful. We've, we have some really great ones right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're always looking for more. So any diehard fans, mm-hmm. let us know. But I, um, And I would personally like to see my uh, Braves Pride group hit 100 more uh, subscribers by the end of April. So if you're listening out there, you know somebody that's an Atlanta Braves fan, or even yourself, you you don't mind the Braves, you know you may be uh, living in the South or you, you like the team, join my group. I need more members, okay? I need more members. So um, just, just quickly, just on that, yeah. you know, we did issue the opening day challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to, to change it to the end of April because that's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, that we're trying to get everyone up to the next uh, multiplier of 25 in all the groups. So, um, you know, that that depends on what group you're in, but we're trying to get at least up to the next 25. Uh, so maybe it's 75, 125, 250, whatever it is. Um, we're trying to do that. Um, but quickly just want to uh, welcome uh, into the groups because the last time we talked, we were at 28 groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not have the uh, Dodgers part of the uh, fold. So they have come in officially. Um, so they're now part of the, uh, the the Pride Baseball groups. And uh, hopefully by the time this airs, um, we, are, we are in negotiations with the Nationals uh, LGBT fan group to becoming part of the, the, the family as well. So right. hopefully by then we'll, uh, we'll have all 30 teams uh, in the group. Woohoo! All right. And we hey. just went over 3,500 uh, members. Wow. That's amazing. Keep up the good work, guys. Um, everybody a part of the groups. And well, we appreciate your support too. Yes, um, thank you. No problem. And if you're listening and you're in the group, we appreciate you all as well for being in the group. Uh, quickly, let's go around the keyboard, as you was, I guess you would say. World Series winner, I'll start the Atlanta Braves. Paul? Uh, for 2021? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to, this is not going to be popular, but I think that uh, the Dodgers. All right. Ray, what you got? I'll just say my vote is anybody but the Dodgers. How's that? <laughs> That's all right. That's a homer in me. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, it, yeah. it's a crapshoot. So um, I got it. I got you. <laughs> Well, everybody listening, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Paul and Ray are, are great guys. And oh, by the way, quickly, where, where can they find you all on Facebook? Can they can people reach out to you on Facebook with ideas and everything? So the easiest place to find both of us uh, is LGBTQ sports fan groups. Okay. Um, we're both uh, we both are active on that. Um, 
or or the Instagrams, uh, which is Gay San Francisco Giants for Ray and LGBTQ Baseball for me. Um, and then if you're cool enough, uh, maybe we'll give you our personal. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, and if you want more information, I can get you in the contact as well. My uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, so guys, I always end this message with be true, be you and be fierce. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome time talking to you all. And let's hope we have a successful season. Go baseball. Go Giants. <laughs>